0: Hello and welcome along to episode 56 of the All Things Leagues podcast. Uh, I'm Ed McIntyre and joining me as ever is my co host, Charles Foster. Hello. Hi, mate. You alright? Yeah, you? Yeah, I'm sound. Just struggled to get here on the trains a bit today
1: just at weather. But...
0: Yeah, all the snowy weather happy... delayed
1: everyone. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to, especially happy this week because we've had a really good week so. yeah
0: it has been a really good week hasn't it of course uh, in the show we'll be looking back on last Saturday's game uh, where Legion United beat Reading 1-0 at Ellen Road we'll also discuss how the young 23s and women's sides have got on this week as well as look at some of the other news that's come out of Ellen Road before looking ahead to Leeds United's next two games the first is a trip to Middlesbrough on Wednesday night and after that Legion United take on Hull City away at the KCOM Stadium this Saturday so for all things league podcast <laughs> So, uh, last Saturday then, uh Leech Knight, of course, beating uh, Reading 1-0 at Ellen Road. Now, uh, I couldn't watch the game because it was working, uh, but it sounded like it was a bit of a scrappy game, Charles.
1: Yeah, particularly in the first half, we didn't really perform like we'd, we had done at kind of Brentford and Bristol City it was a bit more a bit more of an attritional game you could clearly see very early on what Mark Bowen's tactics were going to be they were going to sit with their kind of a bank of four bank of five and then the the, the one lad up front or, and then they, I think they switched to a 4-4-2 four, four, in the second half but yeah they were very very played very deep and they, they were trying to hit us on the counter whenever they could win as many free kicks as possible I saw in the post-match interview Mark Bowen was complaining because he said he asked the referee at half time to not play any advantage for Reading players, he wanted every single free kick given for Reading because yeah. he knew, obviously he knew of Leeds's weakness against set pieces. But you know that's not his decision; that's the referee's decision. So frankly, he can do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the first the first half was very very attritional. We had a few kind of sparks of brilliance. Costa had a bit of kind of a lot of joy down the right hand side. We didn't get as much joy down our left. But yeah, the, it was it wasn't a brilliant game. but It wasn't a classic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know some people are saying
1: it was quite a boring game, really as well. I wouldn't say boring, but it was they did not come to play football. Yeah. <laughs> like, plenty of teams that come to the road, they didn't yeah. come to play. They but, came to sit deep, hit us on the counter, and just play a long ball. Not as many long balls as as we saw against, you know, Wigan and Millwall. Not as many as that, but long. it was long ball. It was counter-attack. It was trying to catch leads
0: out. That was That was all. Yeah. I mean, Reading never come to play football, did I? I remember a few years ago when uh, we beat Reading at Ellen Road and the game was just Reading's centre-backs passing to one another. It was so, so boring. Yeah, I um, remember that
1: with the like, kind of Leeds fans allaying every pass in their centre-halves. Yeah, it was quite yeah.
0: funny. Uh, did the uh, poor weather conditions play a part in the game? Of course, very strong winds. Played a part in the stand, That was freezing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, it was really it was really windy. I was worried on corners, especially because of that, because I thought the Wigan game was kind of similar for that with bad wind. But not really, no, it didn't seem to play that much of a part. there was sometimes where passes would not go as far as you think. You'd uh, you you'd see like a like a, you know one of our long diagonal balls. You'd see it fall very short, and you're thinking that's definitely to do with the wind. Or you'd yeah. see like a through ball go a bit astray. It was affecting us more mainly because we actually passed the ball a bit. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really pass the ball much. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. It was, and there was a bit at the end where obviously we'll get on to this later, but Jim Shackleton came on and then passed to Bamford and the ball was kind of clearly wind-swept away from Bamford. I think it got cleared easily, but you could see Bamford was a bit annoyed at Shackleton and Shackleton was a bit incredulous that the ball didn't go where he thought it was going to go. So yeah, it was a little bit of that but not as much as you would expect, given how freezing bloody... I nearly got Um, I walked around the corner at the top of Beeston Hill and uh, when my dad we were walking walking around the corner of one of the houses about to go down the hill and this kind of wave of wind just hit us in the face at the top of the hill and I thought this is going to be a horrible game (laughs) because I thought the wind would be more yeah but not not really It it didn't affect not as much as you think it would
0: yeah uh, of course, an unchanged lineup uh, as many expected, really. Uh, we could have scored in the opening three minutes, though Helder Costa dragged the shot just wide, and we also missed another good chance just before half-time. Costa also missed a few chances in the second half. Now, I was listening to uh, BBC Radio Leeds after the game, and the debate was all about Hilda Costa, um, and the fact that you know he's not scoring enough and not doing enough to warrant his £15 million price tag. Thoughts on Helder Costa? Is he good enough for you? He's, he's definitely got quality. He's got quality, and and
1: that chance earlier on in the game, he spins round their left back and really gets into the box. And he, all of our joy, particularly in the first half, came down his side. Yeah. Uh, Jack Harrison didn't create a few chances, but he didn't get that much joy into the box. Like Costa was constantly getting into the box down their left and down our right, but his his final ball is not there. <laughs> <laughs> he's either getting cut out too easily, his crosses aren't high enough to overreach Bamford, or it, like the shot probably. It's a it's a hard angle that, like, but you, you you want him to put that in. He's left footed, he's on the right hand side, he's in the box, he's got enough space, no one's near him. You want you want him to put that in the bottom corner. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's not scoring if he's not assisted enough. But he is he useful. He's a useful player going yeah. forward.
0: I mean, he's a quality player. You know, I, I do like him. I like, you know like watching him play. Um, you know, he's very skillful, very fast. Um, it's just um, yeah, the final ball is, yeah, as as you say there, but. He 's not quite vomiting that 15 million pound price tag, is he? I think you see a lot
1: in expensive players, particularly in this league if you um, they often you don't get as much patience from the fans when you cost that much money yeah, and um, that can. I can be a bit frustrating for you. I mean, he, he has had some really good performances, and he does play well. And I do think he, a bit like Click, he is a bit underrated by the Leeds Faithful. I think he he does get a bit unfairly judged. But you, you just want him to score more. Yeah. You, you, want, you, you want all the attacking players to score more. You want Harrison to score more. You want Click to score more. Yeah. You want Bamford to score more as well, especially Bamford. Uh, but they, they, they're just not doing it at the moment. I mean, obviously, Hernandez got on the score sheet this game, as we'll go on to. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, you want our attacking players to put a bit more in.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was the debate, and BBC Radio Leeds as well, that, you know, we're just not scoring enough goals. With the amount of chances that we create, we're not scoring enough goals. And we've been at ourselves from last season, really, we've been saying it all season long, we're just not scoring enough goals. Patrick Bamford, I mean, he also seemed to be a passenger in this game, really. Yeah, he was quite poor. He just, he wasn't involved
1: in, in a lot of the attacks. It seemed to be Click and Hernandez that were running most things going forward. He wasn't really... He was, he was just a bit a bit anonymous. The, uh, but, yeah, the crosses weren't really reaching him. They were either going too too long and reaching Alioski or too short and getting caught out by a defender. He didn't really get a chance. His best chance was probably the, the shot in the second half, which <laughs> went far too high. Yeah. Uh, and, obviously, the one at the end with Shackleton where he was in a bit of space. But, it just... It, nothing really went for him in this game. And yeah. That, that does happen. Especially when you're a lone striker, that can happen.
0: Yeah, yeah it can, definitely. But... You know, we obviously need goals from, from all from elsewhere, you know, as you say, you know, older forwards, you know, they're not scoring enough. Um, you know, Click I think he's only got what three or hernandez got three or whatever. Um, you know, they, they haven't gone as many goals as they did last season and we definitely need more goals from other areas. But at the end of the day, Bamford is the striker and he's, you know what, eight million pound, nine million pounds. He's paid thirty grand a week or whatever to you know, to score goals and he and he's just not doing it still, is he? No. Uh, it's getting a bit Frustrating. He's the most frustrating player I've ever seen. Play he's very least. frustrating because he's actually a really good...
1: He's, he's really good at the, at the play. He does, as a he centre is. forward, all of his other players very good. He's closing down. He he's, he's got applications got effort. He's really good at linking up other players as well. He's, he's good at, his, his hold-up play is brilliant. He's really good at yeah. hold-up play. He's he, uh, kind of winning the ball. If, if, if on the occasion we do send long balls up, he does win it and he'll lay it off for somebody. He'll run through. So you do feel for him a bit when... When you see that, when he get, you see the amount of abuse he gets, but he's just not common enough. He's not enough. He's not enough. And yeah. In this Twelve league, goals this season. I turned to my dad when he when he put that chance over the bar in the second half, and I just thought he's not. Gonna fire us up, you don't you don't feel like he's gonna fire you. Yeah,
0: up. He, he's not really a goal scorer, is he? And there was that that debate as well. People saying that you know he needs to be playing number ten because he, 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 I think he would be good as number ten. But you know if he was gonna play number ten as well, you no, know, you'd have to drop Pablo Nunez and or Helder Costa to put Bamford there only for Augustine to, to play. So yeah. when well, you know think when you think of it like that, is it really worth putting Bamford in the number ten where people think he should be?
1: It's just a bit frustrating because I think throughout the season it's been proven whenever we don't have Bamford in the side we do look weaker. Yeah, we we look more vulnerable. We we suffer more. He wins a lot of free kicks. He wins a lot. He kind of closes people down. Win, um, forces goalkeepers and centre halves into mistakes, which gives us throw-ins, which brings us up the pitch. And that's not to be underestimated because that is very useful to yeah. alleviate pressure. And he's won a few corners high up at the end of the games, which is alleviated pressure. And we look weaker without him, but. We look weaker with him as well. It's yeah. it's a very weird like, situation. Yeah,
0: so it's like ideally you want Bamford to start along with another striker. But then in that you know, in this case you drop Pablo and Anders or Helder Costa and it's not really worth it, is it?
1: No. You can't see the benefit of, of playing two up front with Bamford in the side it, it, because you'd lose you'd lose too much creativity going forward and then you just have two strikers at <laughs> yeah. the other end of the pitch because we have, we're, we're far too we're very transitional which means that having one striker helps if you've only got one player high up the pitch it means you've got everyone defending and everyone go from defending to everyone attacking and everyone going from everyone attacking to everyone defending very easily and you can leave Bamford where he isn't it's alright whereas if you've got a, a, a one fewer player if you've got two strikers up front it's much harder to I imagine to do with the amount of transitional play that we do
0: yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really, you know, bit of a dilemma, really, but, you know, as as we were saying last week, though, you know, if Bamford did put away all the chances that he gets, then he wouldn't be playing in the Championship, because, you know, he's fantastic, you know, you know, holding up play, and if he could put away a chance to score 20 goals a ja- season, he'd be in the, the Premier League. Jack Harrison
1: had uh, a point in the second half where he, he accidentally conceded a throw-in, he robbed whoever, the, whoever Reading brought on for John Swift, he robbed him of possession kind of skilled his way past three players and got fouled on the edge of their box. And it led to that free kick, you know, that Hernandez had on the edge of their area, you know, very central position, yeah, which forced a save. So you think that that was ridiculously good play from uh, Harrison, but his final ball isn't always there. And you think if he had the final ball, he would be in the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. If, if exactly. Pablo Hernandez was five, six years younger, he would be in the Premier
0: League. Yeah. I mean, you look at it as well, you know, I'd definitely say Helder Costa, Jack Harrison are probably you know the best wingers in the in the championship, or, um, s- or somewhat close. S-
1: some of some of the best wingers in the championship. I think there's a, there's a few good wingers in the championship. Yeah,
0: but 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 they're definitely very good. Um, of course, in the first half, Cam Phillips went off injured, got replaced by Alioski in 37 minutes. Uh, what was the feeling like in the ground when he went down tense. injured? It yeah, was, it was
1: very awkward, and tense. It was less tense when he. He jogged off the pitch. That was that the
0: crowd kind of yeah. calmed down a bit. He got upside jogging. And everyone was like, "Oh, no, yeah." He's if fine, he's,
1: he's well, fine. if he's if he's jogging, he, he's clearly all right. I think he, you know, I honestly, I think he did that to kind of relieve a bit of the nerves. I think he could have easily just walked off.
0: Yeah, could, could you tell that everyone seemed nervous? Yeah, you held? could
1: feel it. You could. Uh, I mean, was it all
0: like silent? <laughs>
1: I remember saying, can stand." I remember saying, oh well, I didn't want to go up anyway." <laughs> <laughs> oh um, dear. Yeah, because it felt awful. But yeah, he, he jogged off. Everyone kind of calmed down. There was a lot of kind of rearranging of the of the formation because obviously Alioski came on. He went left back. Stuart yeah. Dallas went from left back to right back. Ben White went into midfield. Luke Haley went to right side centre back. So it was very. Luke Halen actually had a very really good game centre half. sometimes I think he gets a bit caught out in the second half I think he's much better at right back but he actually had a really particularly in the second half he did a few of his classic ailing flops relieved a bit of pressure when Reading were having their occasional forays forward Yeah, Um, but yeah he played really well so that the and Calvin wasn't having his best game anyway and Ben White seemed to deal much better because he plays deeper than Calvin does he, 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 de- he dealt much better with the you know with the with the, with the roaming forward of Reading's midfield because that is a weakness of our system because we play man marking system in the, in defence and in the midfield if you are a centre half or a defensive midfielder and you pick up the ball from your goalkeeper you can pretty much run through our team <laughs> because everybody else is marking somebody yeah. else and that we do get caught out it caught us out probably two or three times during this game but it Kind of dried up once Ben White went into to to, defensive midfield.
0: So you're saying that we played better with Calvin Phillips off to off the field.
1: It's rare, but yeah, I actually think we did in this game. Not 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 usually. They usually we're weaker, but this game, White had a really good game. He, did, he dealt with it really well. He got punched in the uh, he got punched in the elbow in the face at one point by um, that their striker Puscas was more more interested in injuring our defenders <laughs> than actually going forward. Every time he got a long ball, instead of like running as fast as he could towards the ball, he would. It would run alongside like Liam Cooper or Ben White or Luke Irland, and he would he would nudge him at the back or punch him in the face or yeah. you know something the referee wouldn't, wouldn't see. Then the, the, our players would go down, we'd win the free kick, and the chance would go. Whereas if he'd actually done what a proper striker would do, <laughs> he'd have had more of it. Yeah, it was, it was very confusing. I but, mean,
0: I, I watched the extended highlights, and the only really think, you know the only you know real thing Puskas did was that, you know, that going for goal. was that shot in the first half, which forced needs to, to make a <laughs> say. Yeah, and.
1: And it wasn't even that. It wasn't that difficult of a shot. No, it wasn't, yeah. No, Casilla did make a bit of a. He does like a Hollywood save, does Casilla? I do have to say, <laughs> he, he does like to look make the save look harder than it yeah. actually is. He does love the dramatic dive. But yeah, it was it wasn't difficult. He was pretty useless. John Swift was the only player that looked any good in their team, and they took him off in the second half. And they looked worse when he went off. I don't understand why, <laughs> why they did that. He wasn't he wasn't even injured.
0: Yeah, um, Calvin Phillips though he does seem alright though. At the end of the game, he was running around doing all the pointless chances and celebrations.
1: Um, I think he did it what twice to the self-sand? Yeah, yeah, he was doing it quite a bit. Um, he spoke to Ian Wright on Instagram afterwards and said that he was a dead calf. He's got so yeah. he might even make Wednesday.
0: Yeah, would you play him Wednesday, though? If he's not hundred percent, dead car. a few days you'd be right, wouldn't you? But we're playing against Mills Bedoy. If he's not hundred percent, I'd rather him rested. I, there. You don't underestimate anybody, mate. We've lost the QPR, yeah. we've lost
1: the Wigan, we've we've lost to some bad teams. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. That's very. You true. don't
1: underestimate anybody. You punish you. It's like going one 0 up in a game. You don't you don't sit off him, do you? unless you're you know, yeah, peerless. So, <laughs> so if he
0: can run and kick a ball, you'd start. him?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's very valuable to this. He wasn't great in this game, but I'm sure he'll be back to his best and. If it's only a dead leg, he'll be fine. Yeah, we
0: understand. And I I don't think we'd do bad if he didn't play on Wednesday. But, you know, we we definitely do need him. Um, It's interesting how we play better without him on, on the pitch, but... You know, It looks like he's fine, so hopefully, hopefully um, he is fine. Um, of course, no 0 at half time. Strong start to the second half, despite Reading kicking off in the second half. Um, Click uh, had a shot that went just wide. Uh, of course, Leeds went up on uh, 1-0 up on their 57 minutes. though Nice back heel from Costa uh, to lay the ball off to Pablo Hernandez. His first shot was blocked, but then he gets another chance and pokes the ball home. A very, very, very good goal, really, this.
1: The, the keeper does actually get a hand to this. If you if you watch the goal back, which I didn't think he did initially, he gets a, he gets a slight tip uh, tips it into the top corner. But the way Pablo's kind of perseverance is what meant because a lot a lot of this game was trying to you know force your way through banks and banks and banks of reading players. It was a lot of effort. So, that he, so the shot goes off, obviously, they make the block. He's a bit fortunate, because he st- he jumps over the player that's sliding, sliding to tackle him, that he picks up the ball immediately again. Nice bit of footwork, and then just taps it top corner. Uh, the defenders probably could have got a leg in, but if they'd have got a leg in, they'd have conceded the penalty. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, by, by how good his footwork
0: was. But I I, I really jo- really enjoyed watching this go over and over again, because it's a nice back heel. And then Pablo just didn't give up, did he? No, I, I he should- didn't. But usually, you know, you'd see players usually give up. You know, they'll get the ball back to him and then be like, "All right, let's try reset, go out wide, and and try again." But he, he was like, "All right, I'm scoring here," so he just ran through and a really nice, you know, top hook finish really into it, the top corner.
1: It was a good time to get the, the goal as well. Um, kind of 15 minutes into the ish,
0: into the second half, It kind of you know settled everyone down. Settled a bit. everyone down because the meant... longer it would have been nil nil, the more tense it would have exactly. would have been.
1: It, it was like the you've ended up like the Wigan game or the Wednesday game yeah. where the pressure just builds and builds and builds. And then we make a stupid mistake and concede and then we never get in it. Whereas this game, we scored and then they had to come out and they had to stop doing their, And they did because they went from 4-5-1, they went to 4-4-2 and they played a bit more forward and we got a bit more joy. Yeah. Um, but we still couldn't find our way through. But it didn't matter because we have defended much better in these last three games. I mean, Kassir's mistake of Brentford aside, we'd, we'd have picked up three clean sheets. Yeah. So we, we're back to how we were at the start of the season where we were not scoring much, but not conceding much either, which yeah. is how you want to be as a football team. Yeah. Well, ideally you'd score more, but I, I honestly prefer low-scoring, clean sheet games to the 5-4s at Birmingham. Oh,
0: yeah, 100%. <laughs> what I enjoyed watching the most about the goal was the extraordinary celebrations especially in the South Sand. You were in there. What, what were the celebrations like? Because that oh, looked mental. A mental. Yeah,
1: <laughs> because it, 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 it means a lot because we've had a really, yeah. bad, we've had a really bad run. We've, we've had such a poor January and a poor start to, fe- start to February. It's nice to just pick up two back-to-back wins, uh, clean sheets, looking more solid, looking like we're building towards the end of the season because we're in, we're in the business end of the season now. People are less worried about performance, more worried about results. And if you score scoring the goals and getting the results the pressure goes off the players, the fans get more up for it, they're, they're happy for it. There's still that nervousness in the stadium in every game now, and it's getting a bit... The, fa- the fans were definitely much better at the start of the season, I will say that. And I say I include myself in that, because I, I, I stand around worried for most of the 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's a nervousness in the air, that kind of tension.
0: Because we just... We, just, we, 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 we want not, it so badly. Yeah, we, we, we just want it so badly. But, um, 100% <laughs> there, though. you know, A great performance is fantastic, but if we don't win them, which you but we produce great performance and it doesn't really matter. Ben White was saying that. Know, as, as long as we get the results, you know, that's all that matters, really. If we win every single, what, 12 games left of a season, if we win every single one of these games 1-0, I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah, Ben White was saying that in his post-match um, on West Yorkshire Sport interview with, I think it was with Adam Pope. Yeah. He was saying that he would, he would happily win every game to the end of the season 1-0. Yeah,
0: it doesn't matter about, about performances anymore, it's just the result. He also thinks we're playing exactly the
1: same as we were playing in January, but we're getting more of the rub of the green. Now,
0: yeah, I think
1: there's there's an argument for that because we're getting we're getting we're not suffering as many ridiculous kind of goals. Um, now we're getting we're getting to run a form where we're controlling games more, where we're not we're not suffering kind of flukes of fate, random penalties. You know, that like we that like we always get down in London against us. We're kind of settling down. That referee was pretty good at the weekend as well. Yeah, he was. Um, there was only one decision which I thought he got very very wrong, and I, I realised I was mistaken about a minute after he's <laughs> because. We'd, we'd, we'd had a shot and they kind of blocked it out for a, what would have been a Leeds corner and then the ref gave a well I thought, I thought he gave a free kick uh, sorry, I thought he gave a goal kick he actually gave a free kick because of the offside so and he also at one point in the game the linesman gave offside but the referee spotted that it wasn't offside and Leeds won a corner from it and he, he gave the Leeds corner what?
0: <laughs> how does a referee spot offside compared but, to
1: a linesman? but yeah he did he because did, he was watching the line so and it, and apparently oh. I've watched it back it's the correct decision so hi good good so you'd like to see referees making firm decisions
0: on the correct oh, yeah. decisions yeah so yeah <laughs> big up the uh, referee there uh, so yeah Leeds 1-0 up on seven minutes we had a chance to double it 80 minutes Pablo Hernandez free kick forced a good stop from uh, Cabral uh, but we were hanging in there at the end though weren't we hanging in there big save from Kiko here to deny uh, Liam Moore from close range that was range. their best
1: chance of the game and it came in the 93rd minute <laughs> uh, and when he went through I thought he was going to score oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah I think <laughs> everyone did and that's why when Ke- when Ksi you saved it you were like oh yes <laughs> actually my initial thoughts
1: was coops you're going to give away a penalty here because it was he had his arm over yeah him. and then the shot and then he saved it and as soon as he saved it i realized we were going to be all right
0: yeah really uh, good save really big big save i mean you know, really it's a save that you'd expect a goalkeeper to make but uh, you know again because you know because it was you know at his near post really they, you know it was a tight angle for Lee Moore to, to shoot at but again though you know in the circumstances you know Keckx say as well. He had an injured hand. What he it, broke? He didn't hit
1: him in the hand. though, The save. It kind of hit him in the yeah. hip as he was diving. So he was quite. He was actually very lucky to get it.
0: But still, with his hands hurting, he's gone down there and and and, and you know went went and saved it. You know, a big. Big save, important save, that one.
1: Yeah, then Puskus it over the bar and then you're, you're, you're sure that Leeds have seen it out. Yeah. Um, and it was all right. But we are massively into crunch time now with 12 games left.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, that, that save was big though. I mean, of course, won us the three points in the end there. Uh, Marcel even went onto the pitch at full time and, and shook his hand, didn't he?
1: It's it's nice to do that. It's nice to see him get a, a kind of hero moment for Kiko because he's had a really rough couple of months and you want him to get those moments because those moments will, will win the fans back slowly but they'll win them back <laughs> if you keep making that saves like that you, you're going to get everyone back on side yeah. Twitter's going to be a lovely place it's going to be sunshine and rainbows <laughs> and no one's going to be toxic and horrible yeah. because it, it, it is always toxic and horrible when we lose them yeah, on social is. media
0: but it was nice to see won on the pitch and shake his hand because he never really goes on the pitch does he I think the last time was Brentford away last season wasn't it so.
1: yeah well no, he, he gave Alioski a hug Um
0: but that's always, you know, in the dugout. After the He's, Bristol City game. He also has walked onto the pitch only check to shake his hand, and that's it. That's all he did. He went onto the pitch, shook his hand, and just walked off.
1: Yeah, because he recognised the... The kind of the importance imp- the, of it, it positive yeah. the impact because 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 he didn't really have much to do he had that Puskas save and then the bit at the end for 93 minutes yeah you, you can expect to be a bit mentally tired after 93 minutes of football
0: yeah percent. yeah but a really big save you know especially we considering that his hand was injured Ilan uh, mezier was of course warming up at half time what was the feeling around the ground when you saw mezier warming up I didn't see it because I went downstairs for a pint. All right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, we'll move on then. Um, so yeah, Leeds of course held on to win one uh, nil. It seemed like another game though, where you know we were the better team, could have, and should have scored more, but you know frankly, we got the win at the Was probably games. the
1: fair result. They defended yeah. very well. We were the better team, so to win it marginally was the fair result.
0: Yeah, of course, nervy though. One nil, one nil is always nervy. But yeah. as we were saying earlier, what twelve games left of the season? If we win every game one nil, I'm fine with that. How many wins do you think would see us over the line? Twelve games left. How many wins? Eight. Eight. eight, but then if we lose four, though, against no, I'm, Fulham I'm, as well. I
1: reckon eight wins, two draws, we will be up. That's 88 points. I reckon with the league, as poor as it is, how many points the top six are dropping, how inconsistent everyone is, 88 points. We'll see automatic. Yeah, no, I'd I, I,
0: I probably say 10. 10 wins, and I'm and I'm,
1: how many, more how many points did Sheffield United get last season? I'm sure it's only like, I think they got 89, 89 or 90. Let's have a look here. They
0: got 89. 89. I reckon 88 will do it this season. I think ten wins and I can relax. Ten
1: wins out of twelve,
0: man—that's <laughs> insane. All right, nine wins, nine <laughs> wins and I can relax. Then <laughs> I, I
1: honestly—I think it'll be a really low championship winning total this season, yeah, because of how inconsistent everyone's been.
0: Yeah, and of course, of you know most of the top six. I mean, the only team we have left to play in the top six this season is Four, Fulham at home. Yeah. Or everyone else has to play each other, so they'll take points off each other. We don't play, we don't um, play at Fulham
1: until is it midway through March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the end of the season, anyway. Yeah.
0: But yeah, 12 games left. It's crunch time. It's crunch time. It's very, you know, very nervous. We are never going to get
1: a better opportunity than this. Yeah, 100%. We're just not. Yeah, we're
0: not. Uh, results somewhat went our way over the weekend. Derby drew 1 0 with Fulham on the Friday night. Brentford drew 2 uh, 0 with Blackburn um, on I the really Saturday lunchtime.
1: Because Blackburn went 2 0 up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was really disappointed as well because I, I was watching on TV at home. And yeah, Blackburn 2 0 up and then Brentford. Oh. Really annoyed with that. Um, but yeah, results somewhat went our way. Leeds are still seconder, win the championship table on 62 points. Still four points behind uh, league leaders at West Brom, but we're now five points ahead of Fulham, who are in third. So the gap's open up again. <laughs>
1: yeah, slightly. You know, like you always see like five-point gap as a le- from second to third. When you're in second, you always think that's not much of a gap. A couple of games, that's all gone. But when you're, when you're in third, if Leeds were third and Fulham were five points ahead of us, I'd think, right, well, that's finished now. <laughs> at this point in the season with 12 yeah. games left, I would think, oh, there's no way Fulham are going to drop five points in 12 games. But in fact, it's entirely plausible. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're keeping pace with West Brom. I'm glad we are extending the gap again. I would like it to be more. Yeah. Um, you just hope that we keep on
0: extending it instead of going back down again.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, we, I think we will ex- extend it more because West Brom have got a lot of the top six to play. Preston have got a lot of the top six to play. Forest are dropping off hugely. They've, I think they've not won in the last three so you kind of hope that everyone will just you know go away yeah it'd be nice if everyone just went away <laughs> everyone could just think alright we've got playoffs
0: it's sorted can, yeah. can we all just pack it in I mean I'm looking at the table and what you got you got Preston now who are only a couple of points you know a few points behind us you know, I'm worrying about them all of a sudden it's like where'd Preston come from just go away, because Preston are not going up. Just go away, sod
1: If we put another seven-game winning run together, we'll be fine.
0: <laughs> Hopefully.
1: Yeah, we <'cause laughs> yeah. we got to win it. our next five games. <laughs>
0: yeah. But but it is a nice, comfortable gap, though. We can afford to drop a few points now. Hopefully we don't, though. But, um, yeah, the, the gap's there. I'm a lot more relaxed now after that, but, you know, we still need to keep on picking up wins. Um, course, we move on to our Wednesday night's game away at Middlesbrough. We previewed that game Um, and the game away at Hull on Saturday later on in the show. Uh, but first, let's move on to the uh, Leeds United under 23s who were in Premier League Cup action last Friday night. They faced Wolves at Bootham Crescent in New York. They drew 1 all, uh with Bobby Camworth scoring for Leeds with a really nice goal in 27 minutes. Give uh, Leeds the half time lead here. Really, really nice
1: goal. Yeah, good goal. Um, it's nice to see Camwell back because he had a long time out injured. He, he, he kind of got phased out of the youth teams because he was just, he couldn't really get fit. So it's nice to see him back in the 23s because he, he always was a really good striker. Um, yeah, a good goal. Um, we, haven't, we haven't really performed well in that cup competition, though. I think it's fair to <laughs> we say we haven't. Have we I think we can bottom the table by some margin,
0: but yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's but when it's,
0: consider it's, the teams we were playing, we, you were,
1: know. we were playing good teams, and because it, it's a cup competition, it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. And so we're, we're okay, and it's just a shame we, they couldn't play because it's top of the table clash against Forest today, it's supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah. Play
0: it. Yeah. So N 23 is meant to uh, play Nottingham Forest in the PDL at Four uh one PM. Uh, today, we're recording them on a Monday, uh, but because of the snow, it was uh, postponed, so uh, yeah, re- really unfortunate, because I was looking forward to that, because it was a big game, wasn't it, big top of the table clash, yeah. I think everyone's looking forward to it. I
1: think everyone is just sick of this horrible weather, yeah. and the fact yeah. it's been going on for what feels like years, <laughs> I know it's only been like two and a bit weeks, but it feels like ages. With all these
0: storms, Storm, Dennis, Storm,
1: Kiara on it, the other one.
0: Yeah, all these storms, it's just made it feel like we've had dreadful weather for years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it feels like one of them Game of Thrones winners, <laughs> They just last for like ten years, <laughs> but no, it was—it is a shame that we can't see that uh, them play that, but you know hopefully this weather will go away because it'll, be, it'll make it much nicer to go to Leeds games and we'll yeah. get to see more than the Three's games. Yeah,
0: it'll be uh, much better for everyone when uh, if the uh, weather improves. The uh, Leeds United uh, women's side, they were also in action this week. Uh, they were in action last Wednesday night uh, while we were recording the last episode. Uh, they beat Bradford City 6-0 at four parts thanks to uh, a brace from Rebecca Hunt and goals from Bridie Hannon, Olivia Smart, Millie Kenyon and uh, Holly Orr. Uh, they've now gone seven games unbeaten so great stuff there. Uh, from uh, Dan O'Hearn's side. And uh, also, congratulations to the uh, Leeds United Under-11s, uh, who were crowned uh, national champions that, uh, last weekend's Premier League futsal finals after beating Everton 4-0. Great to see um, all, the, uh, all the youngsters doing well. Did you ever get into futsal when, when you were a kid? Not really, mate. I tend to just play Sunday
1: League yeah. when I was younger.
0: Sunday League and 5 a Yeah, I, oh, I never
1: that. really played five-a-side that much. Yeah. I just did Sunday League. I just did 11 aside side Sunday League yeah. when I was when I was a kid. Some truly ho- <laughs> Speaking of bad weather, I had some truly horrible weather playing Sunday League as well. I, <laughs> I remember, always preferred playing in horrible weather, though. I remember it being so foggy, we were unable to see the opposition goals <laughs> net. Uh, it was some, one so cold because of the snow that the subs of our team had to go sit in a car because
0: <laughs> it was that cold. I remember playing a game once and... It- pissed it down all day and it was just mud and we were just sliding about in the mud and the game got called off after about 30 minutes so I don't know why we played the first 30 minutes but when it got called off we, we just had a had a massive kick about with fun. It
1: just <laughs> it, It's kind of got the soul of the sport because that's how football used to be played oh, even yeah. up to professional levels it used to be played in like these Muddy rugby pitches. Oh, yeah. When you look back at clips of um, you
0: know the uh, Don Revy's team playing, They're playing on awful pitches, <laughs> yeah. really poor pitches. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. It's always better playing in dreadful weather. Because it used me. to be a working class sport. He used to
1: play on some on yeah. a field. Now it's uh, a bit commercialised, but yeah. you know I'm sure there was
0: that enough next season. Should we go up? <laughs> um, on some news then uh, and again it's been a very quiet week uh, at Leeds United really and uh, we still don't know what's happening uh, with Kiko Kuse who of course has this uh, FA charge looming over um, his head so if you somehow don't know what's happened Kiko Kuse was accused of uh, racially abusing Charlton Athletic forward Jonathan Lekho during Leeds' 1-0 loss away at Charlton on the 28th of September 2019 uh, we understand behaviour was last week and we were expecting the outcome of it at the end of last week but there's no word uh, on it yet so we could hear about it this week we could not uh, it could just rumble on, uh, but we're expecting that Kikoxy will be handed a ban, uh, with uh, the likely outcome being a six-game ban. I thought it, it was twelve. I thought
1: twelve was the likely outcome.
0: No, I think six games. Foresti got banned for six games, did And it's similar to that case. So I, I don't think tw- I think twelve games would be you know a bit too long. It wouldn't have surprised me. It's, if... it's twelve
1: if it's just because it's League United. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it wouldn't have surprised me if at halftime during during the game on Saturday they announced it immediately suspended, you need a sub off your goalkeeper. I think,
1: I think they will. Have, they must have told Leeds by now, because obviously we've got a game on Wednesday, so they yeah. must have told Leeds whether or not Kiko's banned or not. It's, yeah. w- it's just when they're going to announce to the public.
0: So. Yeah, you, you know uh, sometime this week. I mean, this is better happening sooner rather than later, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, if it happens on Wednesday morning, then it's a bit awkward, isn't it? Because we've got to travel all the way to uh, Middlesbrough. Yeah. I say all the way, it's not that far, it's like 40 miles, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, but also with 12 games left, you know, you want, you want Kiko, you know, you know, to get this ban now and then be back for the last six well, games I mean, if we need him.
1: So, I mean, his injury might soften the blow a bit because if he's injured anyway, then we won't lose him for the ban, will we? Because no. he'll be gone anyway. Yeah, I'm expecting him to be charged though because the FA operate on balance of probability, don't they? Yeah,
0: and I think there's two Charlton players, isn't there? He was saying it's Jonathan
1: Lecco and um, is it Bond the other one? The other guy's name? So yeah, so Macaulay Bond. I think his name is. Yeah.
0: But apparently, Leeds have got people from all over the world traveling over.
1: Eddie and has given uh, evidence.
0: I think Kemal Roof's coming over Roof's as well. Given,
1: uh, I think Kiko's goalkeeping coach from from Real Madrid. Does, I imagine I don't imagine they'll be going up there saying, "Yep, he's a massive racist." <laughs> they'll probably be going, "Yeah, he's clearly he doesn't he does not act like this. He's a professional. He's he's not he's not this kind of person at all. He's never said anything like this." Yeah. I imagine that Tyler Robertson, Kemal Roof, and um, Eddie and Kess, if they are all giving evidence. They'll say, "Well, he's never said anything like anything." Races towards me or anything like that. I imagine that's what they'll be saying. Yeah. Um so but I you know these the operative balance of probability if two Charlton players are saying yeah he's definitely said something then the FA are going to go well they've said you said it and you probably have said it because they've said otherwise why would they say that and they'll probably say yeah you are guilty. Yeah. Cuz it's not with racism it's not beyond reasonable doubt like it is in criminal cases where you've got to you've got to absolutely prove he said it.
0: Yeah. So it's like for ever case he got banned from the FA but he didn't get charged in a criminal court so
1: Yeah cuz cuz the standard of proof is not as high in racism in
0: the FA. Yeah. Criminal it court. seems as VFA the FA to just go off, you know, he said, she said. Well, the,
1: with how harsh they are, they will probably do more good than harm because they'll catch more people oh, yeah. that have done it because it's really hard. To...
0: Yeah, but then there's a case of, you know, people can just say, oh yeah, he's been racist, ban him.
1: Yeah, it does
0: become that case where, yeah, you know yeah, he said, yeah, she said, that, she said that, doesn't that, it? That, yeah. that can happen, but
1: I, I don't see, I don't see why
0: like, someone would just some say, someone oh, yeah, randomly been... just accuse
1: Legion goalkeeper, especially with Charlton. If it was like, one of West Brom players trying to get like our keeper banned. we were in a promotion battle with them, so you can just, you could not understand, but you know you, you could see the reason in there. But Shouts aren't anywhere near us. Why would they make that up randomly to get keeper yeah. banned? It doesn't really make much sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. It is an interesting one, and uh, yeah, it, it, hopefully we uh, find out about the outcome. Uh, this week but it could just uh rumble on there uh, but it's an interesting one one to uh, keep an eye out on. Uh but yeah as you say you no know, if Keiko say gets Bandoy is injured Neneal and Neil and Messi you know he's a fine replacement isn't
1: he really. He's a Very capable goalkeeper. I I don't imagine there'll be much nerves in the fan base or in Bielsa's staff about putting him in because he's a good player and I, I imagine that he'll relish the experience cuz he'll be he'll be Messi will be properly in the thick of it if he's in for the last 13 <laughs> games so last
0: 12 games in the season. And he loves it, doesn't he? Because have you seen the LS11 Bielsa camera Yeah, he loves uh, Every time we score fans. or something happens, he just gets up, does a massive celebration, high-fives all the fans behind the dugout. It's fantastic, isn't it? He loves it, yeah. Yeah, big shout-out to Calvin Phillips as well, because he retweeted him. Um, obviously, I do a lot of work for LS11, and we were buzzing because Colin Phillips retweeted that clip of Elon Mezzi as celebrating all the fans. He retweeted that clip on uh, on Twitter, so yeah, that that was uh, that was brilliant. I think he put at Ilan Playboy, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ilamezier, Meslier he, he'd be more than capable. Did well against Arsenal, does well for him in twenty three, so um, no doubt. Uh, to well, do be a, a decent
1: job. French player as well. Yeah, quite a long time. Augustin. Well, we don't know if he's a decent player yet. Yeah. Takawa? Part of the sick note six, mate. <laughs> you're not getting into a decent player
0: bracket. Hadi Sacco? Good
1: human being, bad football player. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, let's now look ahead to uh, Leeds United's next couple of games then uh, the first is this Wednesday night Leeds take on Middlesbrough away at the uh, Riverside Stadium uh, Charles this should be a Leeds win shouldn't it <laughs> Well, you stop saying that it should be um, it should be but they're dreadful
1: they are dreadful and they've just lost back to back games against Barnsley and Luton who are bottom of the league <laughs> yeah, we, we should win this they're three, but they're three points above the drop zones and, and they'll be scrapping for points yeah and if Barnsley keep winning and Luton pick up a result they could be well in it. So. Yeah. And Huddersfield might pick up a result as well the weekend. So yeah,
0: but they have a poor side. Middlesbrough. I mean, they haven't picked up a, a single win in any of their last eight league games, picking up just four points. Uh, they've lost their last two games: a one 0 loss at home uh, to Luton, and that one 0 loss away at Barnsley. Um, this season, thirty four league games, they've only won eight. drawn thirteen lost thirteen. Um, yeah they're really really struggling Jonathan Woods gets sides of course they're really struggling at the moment 20th from 37 points 2 places and 3 points above the relegation zone so yeah they they are scrapping It, it could be a tough game I guess but it's certainly a game which you, which you, you know, you should be winning. You know, if you're seeing wanting to go up, these are the games you need to be yeah, winning. Yeah, because the
1: you need to punish teams when they're on the slide. They've got a couple of injuries as well. I think they've got that Patrick Roberts who's on loan from Man City. I think he's injured. he's yeah. supposed to be quite. Good. He's a good
0: player. Yeah, but they do they do have some good players, though, don't they? Brett Sombolonga, Ashley Fletcher, Paddy McNair, Ayala, Housen, Adam Clayton. is
1: Adam Clayton, I, isn't
0: he? Yeah, they? are you surprised that they're
1: doing as bad so, this so season?
0: It's yeah, I mean, you know, they, they have some decent players. Are you surprised with how bad they're doing this season?
1: I think it's down to management. I hate to say that because as a Leeds fan, you want, you want Johnny Woodgate to do well, you want Lee um, Boyd to do well yeah. as well. But I don't think he's got the experience or the nows to, to get them playing as like they need to, when, given the situation they're in. He's not he's not up to the um, standard that Bielsa's at or that Bilic is at where they can spot a problem and fix it. He appears to be in a bit of a bad situation right now and they're, they're in bad form. And as much as I don't want him to go and I want him to, to do well in that job, we need to punish him, and we need to. We really do need to kick him, kick they're down.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if you're wanting to go up, these are the games you need to win. And if you don't, then you don't really deserve to go up. Quite frankly,
1: no. You you've got to be beating these because um, they're, they're just poor, and we and we absolutely dominated the metal of the road. We Yeah, tons, yeah. Of, tons of pieces yeah we
0: beat 4-0 at El road back in November we absolutely annihilated them so I'd c- say
1: it's click with um, a wonder goal with, with pro- either that or Pablo's goal against Bristol City on the opening day will probably be goal of the season I
0: imagine yeah uh, of course let's have a look at uh, who scored.com Dot com. Um, <laughs> so Middlesbrough's characteristics so they're strong at counter-attacks and strong at protecting the lead so, that's bad against us cause, yeah so if we don't you know, if we don't let them score first, then we should win. But attacks is a weakness of ours. We are we are vulnerable to the counter. Yeah. But those two are the only strengths that they have. They're weak at avoiding offside. Weak at uh, uh, aerial duels, which is surprising. For Middlesbrough,
1: that's very surprising. Yeah, it is
0: surprising. They're very weak at uh, finishing scoring chances, like us. And they uh, very weak at defending against attacks down the wings. So uh, he, he always attacked down the wings. So. Yeah, so Harrison Acosta because I've uh, some joy down the wings there. Because um, they've,
1: they've got like Ryan Shotton, don't they? He was about sixty-seven years old. <laughs> Who's the other one they've got that's really old? They have got like a really, they've got quite an aging back line, don't yeah. they? <laughs>
0: they've,
1: um, they've got Ayala as
0: well. In fact, is, I think Ayala's still injured, isn't he? I think Ayala might be injured. Probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, Middlesbrough style of play. Uh, they attempt through balls often. Attack down the right. Take long shots. Attempt crosses often take a lot of shots, uh, opponents play aggressively against them and playing in their own half.
1: So I get... I mean, attacking on the right is a bit of a worry there because obviously our left side is our weaker side.
0: Yeah. It's, it's quite similar to, to Reading. They're, they're playing their own half and they take long shots. Just 50-yard screamers. <laughs> 50-yard screamers. <laughs>
1: I didn't see any 50-yard screamers the weekend, mate. No.
0: <laughs> despite
1: Puskas' attempted one.
0: <laughs> uh, of course, Leeds unbeaten in the last three. Uh, one draw and two wins. We just need to continue that uh, good run, really, uh, which we should. Um, Leeds have a good record against Middlesbrough: uh, Only three losses in the last 14 meetings. Seven wins and four draws. Um, of course, beating 4-0 Elwood back in November. Will we do a double uh, of the Middlesbrough this season? What's your score prediction for this game?
1: I'm going to go 1-0 Leeds again. I think with the third consecutive 1-0. leads. I know it's Barney got the prediction right last week He did Nervy, edgy (laughs) 1-0 He did get it right
0: Yeah, he did get it right So shout out to Barney there Oh I don't want it to be 1-0 But it is going to be 1-0 isn't it
1: (laughs) I just think it will It's going to be 1-0 lead away, isn't it? We're not scoring a lot recently. We're not conceding much. 1-0 leads, I reckon. Yeah,
0: I'll go 1-0 lead as well. Uh, Some other games to watch out for midweek. uh, Then Bristol City, their way at Huddersfield Town. um, Nottingham Forest, our way at Cardiff. West Brom at home to Preston. So uh, those two teams could drop points. You'd want West Brom to win that one, probably. Get rid of Preston there as long as we win as well yeah yeah as long as we win as well yeah uh, Hull City they're uh, playing uh, against Barnsley at home one to watch out for there because of course we play Hull City neck, uh, after Middlesbrough uh, Fulham they're at home to uh, Swansea so quite a tough game for them really um,
1: Swansea have dropped off a bit now but they're a bit mid-table
0: yeah uh, Brentford they away at Luton so it could be a tricky game for them there uh, everyone beats Luton man. <laughs> everyone literally everyone beats yeah, I mean even us even we beat Luton away I mean, from home admittedly with an extra time goal but we did beat them yeah yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, Leeds United pick up the result uh, against Middlesbrough. Uh, Let's now look ahead to a Saturday's game. Then Leeds United face Hull City away at the KCOM Stadium. Um, and again, Charles should be a win. Should be a Leeds win. They've sold the two best players in Grisicki and um, on deadline day as well. Bowen. yeah. Joe Bowen, Grzegi left on deadline
1: day. I don't think Bowen's played for West Ham yet either. He hasn't. It was like when it was that striker for Preston that um, Hugel. Hugo, John Hugo, yeah. Went to West Ham, didn't play a game. Didn't play, didn't play a single game. He played a game QPR. in like a
0: cup or something and he's gone to London to QPR. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, 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 I mean, that, that, that just shows you what kind of mentality the club are. You know, you know. I think a lot of Hull, Hull City fans would, would be thinking, all right, if we keep Bowen, keep Krizicki, we could push for the playoffs. But they sold the two best players on deadline day. So it's, they've just got no ambitions, Hull City, have they? They keep raving about
1: someone called Eves, but I've never heard of him. Yeah, Tom um, Eves, yeah. Tom Eves. But yeah, striker. I've, I've never really heard of him been impressed by he him he's
0: decent to be fair yeah they're,
1: they're poor they're really poor yeah they've got no ambitions and the whole, they look like really. they're going to finish mid-table so yeah kind of lower mid-table yeah they probably will 13th to 17 probably will finish yeah
0: I mean hold they haven't won um, any of the last seven league games Picking up just two points indoors, they play Barnsley at home on Wednesday night, as I've just mentioned. So they could win that one, but Boundary have been on a good run of phone recently. So uh, that's the game to watch out for there. Uh, Grant McCann side, they are 17th for one points, so a mid-table finish for them. They've got nothing to play for, uh, but they will, you know, they'll they'll need to make sure that they're not dragged into a relegation battle, really. Uh, but yeah, uh, this season. Uh, 34 league games, won 11 drawn 8 and lost 15. Um, who um they said that Hull are very strong at shooting uh, from direct free kicks, stronger at counter-attacks um, and stronger at creating scoring chances. Um, they are weak at keeping possession of the ball, weak at uh, defending against skillful players, uh, weak at defending counter-attacks and very weak at avoiding offside. So, in our favour, really. We do a lot of counter-attacks. We have some skillful players. So... Every team on the bottom of the table, though, is vulnerable to skillful players.
1: <laughs> what it actually means is they're vulnerable to people who are good at football.
0: <laughs> Compared to them yeah. themselves, yeah. Uh, Hostile play, day. attempt through balls often, take a lot of shots, take long shots, play offside, and play into one half.
1: I mean, this is all meaningless because the games are never like the way who's
0: scored. com is dreadful. It is dreadful. Uh, I don't I don't know what the base half this stuff off. Um, but yeah, Leeds have uh, unbeaten in six of the last seven meetings against Hull. Uh, won uh, four and John 2 in those uh, s- uh, seven meetings. Of course, we beat Hull City 2-0 um, at Ellen Road back in December. Again, will we do a double over Hull City as well this season. What's yeah. your score prediction here?
1: I'm going to go 2-0 Leeds for this one. 2-0 Leeds? 2-0 Leeds, yeah. I reckon, we'll do, I reckon we'll have a bit more joy. I want four clean sheets in a row, mate. That's what I want. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I don't want to be—I don't want to be boring and just go with your score prediction again. But yours is really likely. <laughs> I'll go three nil leads. That's a, that's a bit ambitious. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be ambitious. I'll be ambitious. Right, that will happen. We else on podcast predicts eighteen nil every single game. Eighteen 0 Some other games to watch out for at the weekend. Then so Brentford away uh, at Cardiff City, Tough game, uh, West Brom at home uh, to Wigan. Uh, winnable game that for West Brom there although we lost to Wigan at home so, <laughs> so I don't <laughs> know what we're saying about that West, um,
1: West Brom drew to Wigan last time as well yeah and they should have lost
0: yeah they should have uh, Fulham down at home to Preston so two of those teams in the, just behind us that's, in that's the playoff places Preston to win actually <laughs> draw there
1: maybe I think Preston will be far enough offers by
0: that point that we'd rather have a Preston win yeah I mean, one of those teams will drop points anyway, so that's a big game to watch out for at the weekend. Bristol City, they're away at Millwall, so a tough game for them there. And Nottingham Forest, they're away at Middlesbrough. So hopefully we beat Middlesbrough, and then Middlesbrough just thump not- Nottingham Forest next. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. don't think it'll happen, though. <laughs> no, it probably
1: won't, will it? They'll either lose to us both or beat us both,
0: I reckon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, two away games uh, this week uh, for Leeds United. Hopefully we win them both. We should win them both, shouldn't we?
1: Should do, yeah. Yeah, we should do. But what, what should happen doesn't always
0: happen. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be sport. It'd be more like a well
1: school schedule.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully Giles uh, pick, pick up uh, some good results this week. Uh, but th- that uh, does bring us to the end of uh, episode 56 of the All Things Leagues podcast. Thank you very much, as always, to Giles for joining me uh, in the studio. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me on. And uh, thank you to uh, everyone who has uh, listened or watched. We really do uh, appreciate your support. If you enjoyed, then why not subscribe or follow the podcast. Give us a five-star rating. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, share the podcast around as well. Make sure to follow All Things Leads on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Paul Things Leads 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search Paul Things Leads on Facebook uh subscribe to the uh, youtube channel as well if you have not already search all things leads on on there. Uh check out the website as well all things leads website uh, i think it's all things leads 1.wixsite or something like that it's on wixsite it's on some it's, it's, it's in the twitter bio anyway so. you there, mate. <laughs> i don't even know my own my own um my own link to a website, uh, but check tre- check check uh, Twitter. It's in the bio. But yeah, check out the All Things League's website as well. Uh, Charles and I will be back uh, next week for usual time again. We'll uh, the podcast will be going out on Thursday next week, so the usual time there. Uh, so until next time, take care, and we'll speak to you soon. <laughs>